Welcome to the Swimming Ideas Podcast number seven. My name is Jeff and I'll be your host for today. Today's podcast is all about teaching platforms for swim pools. These are commonly referred to as benches, platforms, stands, teaching aids, a bunch of different names, but primarily they're used for teaching swim lessons. Let's get started. Before we get started, I just want to highlight that if you have signed up for our mailing list on our website, swimminglessonsideas.com, by downloading the free premium swim lesson plan package, which is the day one of the first three levels, parent taught, level one, and level two. Uh, If you have signed up for that mailing list, you will get an email that has a survey included in it. And one of our responders from that survey said that she was interested, or he was interested, in focusing on children and platforms. So that's where this topic is coming from. Uh, We do take your considerations very close to heart, and we want to produce a podcast and a uh, website that is beneficial for you and for your program or for your teaching. So we're looking at this topic today because it came from one of our anonymous survey takers uh, that let us know that they were looking for information about the platforms. So we're going to review that today. Uh, You can, if you go to our website, it's swimminglessonsideas.com. Right on the top right, there's a visitor survey. Just let us know who you are, uh, what, what is your role in swimming, and what kind of things did, would you like, or what are you looking for? And hopefully we can do that for you. Uh, let's dig right into these uh, platforms. Let's start by talking about what they actually are. Typically these platforms or these benches are pieces of plastic supported by PVC pipe. And what they do is they go in the pool and they sit on the bottom of the pool and they are actually like a bench or a raised platform that the children or the participants can stand on in order for them to stand in water that's deeper than their head. So if you have a pool that is four feet deep or three feet deep and you have a lot of children, uh, usually three-year-olds to five-year-olds, then most programs will use these platforms to raise the level at the bottom of the pool so the kids can stand on the bottom of the pool without going underwater. So this is a adaptation for swim pools, uh, a temporary one that you can put in and bring out. Uh, They don't stay in the pool, they're movable. And they're usually about uh, arms width apart, uh, so arms width long, and like a wingspan, probably five to six feet across. And they're deep, probably about four feet. Again, depending on the platform that you either make or that you have bought. And we'll, we'll get into that in a little bit, whether you can make your platform or you can buy your platform. Uh, but basically what they're doing is uh, raising the bottom of the pool artificially by creating a platform higher up where the participants can stand on it, ideally in chest deep water. So if a child is two and a half feet tall, they are standing on this platform, which is usually about two feet off the bottom from the base uh, is the platform. So it, it raises the uh, up two feet. So they can stand in one feet of water in a three-foot pool. Uh, 
So in a three foot depth, the platform itself would be two feet off the ground, and then there'd be one foot of water that the participants would stand or sit on. And as you move these platforms deeper, then um, they get further and further underwater, uh, and you can use them for more advanced levels, and then eventually you wouldn't use them in this extremely deep water uh, because they'd be on the bottom and they'd be useless. So what they're, they're designed to have shallow water, um, to use them in the shallow water to let kids stand on it with their head above water instead of just holding onto the wall or treading water or sitting on the edge. It's a good way to get them fully submerged in the water up to their chest or their shoulders or their bellies. Uh, so that's what the platforms are for. And, and they're great, and they're, they're fantastic. I'm a huge fan of them, and I highly, highly recommend using them in your program or uh, in your lessons. They are an excellent tool, and they really simulate having a shallower pool or a zero depth as best you can in a pool that doesn't have that. If you go online and you look for in your favorite search engine, if you look for swim teaching platforms, uh, you'll get a whole list of different options, different sizes, different types of materials. And the one you'll probably find first is the Phoenix one. Uh, I'll put a link to it in our show notes if you're interested in taking a look at that. Uh, that one has the support bar, which is what the participants will hold on to. Uh, so they're not just standing on the surface of this small platform and they might get pushed off by a wave or somebody else. There's a support bar in the middle of that one so you can approach that platform from any angle. There are others that have two sides so opposite ends will have uh, support bars on them and then there are others still that have three sides covered by support bars so it's kind of like a, uh, a C shape around three sides so with one side open so you can come on and get off of it easily but the other three have a raised bar or support around it so the swimmers can hold on to that from three sides and it kind of cages them in a little bit so when the, the instructor is going to stand in the un uh, the non-support side without anything so it's just open to the side of the the platform and so it will be kind of be guarding the exit area and then the other three sides are covered with this support bar kind of like a like a box or a cage of some kind like made out of pvc pipe so uh, it, it's really up to you what you prefer if what you're looking for and how you're going to use these platforms we made our own and we use the three-sided version our plans so for our program that's what we thought was the best was to have the three-sided uh, edges uh, you may have a need for something else, and that's uh, really up to the discretion of the swim manager and the program manager, or the, or the swim instructor if you're on your own. Uh, so you can buy these on your own, or you can make them yourself, and the cost is pretty drastically different. Uh, the Phoenix one that you can see online, I think it goes for $900. Um, and that's per platform, that's pretty expensive. There are some other ones you can find for about $400 or $600. And really what you're paying for is the, the plans and the assembly. I think you actually have to assemble the Phoenix one yourself. Uh, they give you the glue for the PVC pipe and for the, the plastic platform. And 
you 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 know and, and it's good quality i mean i've used it in another program and and they are made well uh, but you can do just as well for less uh, so yeah, you know, there there are benefits of having a build your own, and there are benefits of the pre-made. So, um, let's look at the uh, pre-made ones. Um, obviously, they're they're all the specs. Everything is done for you. You just need to figure out which one you want. Do you want a really super sturdy one with a wide base? Uh, how do you want the guardrails put on there? Or do you want it like the Phoenix one? Do you want the guardrails in the middle? So it's not really a guardrail, it's just a support bar where the swimmers can hold on to. So that would be the first question is, where do you want the guardrails? And the second question would be, how big do you want it? How wide of a base do you want them to stand? How many people can you support on it? I'm not entirely certain on the Phoenix one, but it looks like four people would be the max. Uh, we have five people on our platforms. We made them a little bit bigger. And uh, that seems to work out really well because that's our ratio number. And it kind of hems them in. It kind of puts them in a, in a cage, if you will, because it's a three-sided uh, guardrail around the side. Uh, and then the instructor is covering the fourth. Um, Pre-made, like I said, it's, it's a lot less expensive. But on the flip side of that, you also have to purchase all the materials yourself and cut them and assemble them on your own. So if that's not something that you're looking to do or have access to the tools to do that, then you might want to pre-purchase one. And, and you might be able to find someone to do that for you at your work site or your, your pool. There, there may be a maintenance person, which is what we used, uh, who was actually a carpenter, um, and that was fantastic. Uh, he built it really quickly. It was really nice. Uh, so you'd, if you work at a pool or you have a facility... There may be someone on staff that can make this for you or has access to tools that can do it for you. Uh, so it might be an easy opportunity to do. Uh, so when we made our own, we made four of them. They cost about $200 each. And the most expensive portion of that was the plastic base. So we looked at a bunch of different options in a, I think it was an industrial plastic catalog that are facility had access to for just random stuff and what we ended up going with was a clear plastic that was fairly thick we went i think we went with a one and a quarter inch thickness uh, or maybe three quarter inch thick uh, the thicker you go the more expensive it is and we bought four sheets of this thick uh, this thick clear plastic and we sanded the sides and the edges to make them rounded and then we drilled it into the um, PVC pipe, we attach it to the PVC pipe with stainless steel screws. And the rest of it, the frame, the guardrails, everything else is just P plastic, PVC pipe, and the joints. And I think that total for all four, um, the total for all four platforms was, I think, $100, including the epoxy, the glue that, it's like an acid slash glue that etches into the PVC pipe and then adheres it to itself. So you, when you put it into the joint, you just put this epoxy on it and it just cements it basically together. Uh, so really the hardest part was getting the uh, measurements down what, the way we wanted it and then cutting the PVC and then attaching the plastic. So it, it was pretty easy in itself and they've worked great. Uh, they're fantastic. 
Let me just highlight here one of the most important reasons why we went with the clear plastic um, base for the uh, platform itself, the actual base, is because you can see through it. So for a safety standpoint, um, these platforms, most of them on sale, are solid colored. You cannot see through the platforms. And what this does is it creates an, um, a non-viewable shelf underwater that a child or somebody could potentially be under and no one would know about. So for our program, we have lifeguards on duty, and we wanted to make sure that that would never happen in our program. So we went with clear plastic so the lifeguards can see directly underneath those platforms. So when you're lifeguarding, you have a class or you have a series of classes that have a lot of kids in the pool and you may not have enough lifeguard coverage and, and you never know, you, you're, you're never certain. Um, someone could go under there and they may get lost and left and then drowned and then they'd be stuck under there and you'd never find them until you pulled the platform out. And that, just to make sure that never happened, we made sure that we use clear plastic and they've worked fantastic. Um, they've been excellent. And you can see through them. So you put them in the ground, you put them in the, the pool, you can see right through the floor. So it's kind of neat because you're standing on what feels like air but the base, there are three uh, runners along the bottom to support the platform on the, uh, on the bench, on the platform. So you, you can see those three white PVC pipes underneath it. So, and, it, and there's enough, cra um, not cracks, but there's enough connection points and, and the frame itself of the, the platform lets you know that you're not just standing on air, but, but it's kind of cool. It's kind of like if you've ever been to the Sears Tower, or I guess it's the Willis Tower now, in Chicago. You, they have that window out the side at the top floor. I think it's the 100th floor. It's basically like a little box that sticks out, and it's clear plastic. Or it's clear glass, and you kind of stand on air. It's kind of, it's kind of like that, but less scary in, in the water. Uh, so we made our own about $200 each because uh, we bought the four pieces of plastic in bulk, so we got a little bit of a discount. And then another $100 total for uh, uh, the, the actual PVC pipe for all four, which was actually it materialized the largest volume of stuff. So I would recommend if you can, buy it. Um, buy, build your own. Don't buy it online, because uh, for the price of one online, you can build four. So if you have access to it, I recommend building it yourself. If not, um, you know you can use the online versions as a guidepost for you. And I'll, I'll put some links up on the show notes to show you, kind of illustrate what I'm talking about. All right. With that said, there is uh, I'd like to go over some benefits of these platforms and some uh, cons of these platforms. Some things that aren't so good about them. So. Let's start with the cons real quick. Uh, things that may not be ideal about these platforms and things, problem points that you want to focus on as a swim instructor, as a program director for swimming. So number one, they can be very wobbly. They can wiggle around a lot. If you have one person on it jumping, it usually causes the whole thing to shake and kind of move around. And for new swimmers, for new children typically for uh, younger swimmers, younger participants, this can be very scary and overwhelming and overstimulating. 
and it doesn't give him a good solid foot base to be standing on, so it kind of freaks him out. And so if you have someone that's kind of hyper and jumping around and moving around a lot, you would probably not want to put a hesitant or crying child on that same platform because they don't... If you make them yourself, and, and unless you build into it heavy weights on the bottom, they kind of float a little bit because the water kind of moves them a tad. Typically, I mean, I, I think they're about 10 to 15 pounds um, on their own, maybe a little more. And the bulk of that weight is from the plastic piece. But they are still prone because they're underwater. They're, they're a little less heavy. So when someone is jumping on it or moving around a lot, it can kind of shake the whole thing. And that can be a little disconcerting for new swimmers. So just watch out for that and try to make sure that nobody's hopping around on it or jumping like crazy. Because they do get wobbly and they can be scary for new swimmers. Uh, so that's something to look out for. Uh, another thing is if, and we've had this happen a few times, it's very rare, but it does happen. They can tip over. Now, this only happens when you have a lot of weight on one side. So sometimes we'll use the guardrail as a on the back side, the longer end, as a teaching tool. So for front glides and kicking your feet, putting your face in the water, practicing breathing, we'll use the guardrail for that to support it. Sometimes they'll swing around over the edge and lean backwards, and they'll offset the balance of it. And because it's in the water, it weighs less. It'll tip, and then everybody on it falls over. So. That can be, that, that, that's a hazard. That's not a good thing. It's not an ideal thing. Uh, so uh, sometimes participants can, so be careful of that. Make sure that it's either weighted strongly enough or the swimmers are not playing on it in the wrong way. And really that would be up to the swim instructor and the lifeguard or the program director to kind of enforce that rule uh, or enforce that in each uh, group to keep them from, swinging on it in such a way as to set it off balance and then tip it over because you can do that but it, it takes a little bit of effort to do and i think in five years it's happened three times in our program so it happens rarely uh, so something to be watch out for uh, thirdly participants can fall off the platform so if they wander off the edge they are not thinking and they just think it's this the depth of the floor and they can just walk right off the edge and then they don't know how to get back and then they start active drowning uh, typically the instructor then just picks them up or you know gives them a slight admonishment are you okay all right make sure you stay on the platform or the overexcited ones will jump from one end to the other end on the platform and miss or go through the guardrail and and we put us on uh, like kind of like a a cage guardrail in between so there's like a middle one there's the bottom of the platform there's a middle rail and then there's the top rail so sometimes they go through that and fall off uh, it happens occasionally they can fall off or walk off the front um, and lastly sometimes they are too small so it gets really crowded on there and no one can do anything on it so ours are, are kind of maxed out at five participants on it typically about five five-year-olds five eight-year-olds can stand on the platform without it tipping or rocking or falling over but that's the most they have to kind of be standing still and in one place uh, four it works right for two it's perfect uh, and really this is dependent on how big of a plastic piece you want to get and of course the bigger plastic pieces you get the more expensive they're going to be so if you're building your own 
if you get the plastic pieces and they're too big, uh, they're gonna be they're gonna cost a lot. Uh, so you kind of want to measure that out. I think ours are like I said, six feet by four feet, which is pretty big. That's I mean that's a sizable piece of standing area. Um, that's a, that's a lot of room, but you know we were looking for uh, to accommodate five people. So. So you might want to look at that. I'm not entirely certain on the Phoenix ones, what they are, but again, there'll be a link in the show notes that can tell you the specific dimensions of it there. So that kind of wraps up the negatives of it. If, if you have any other negatives that you want to share with us or with our audience, please send me an email, jswim at swimmingideas, or swimminglessonsideas.com. That's jswim at swimminglessonsideas.com. I'd be love to hear from you. Uh, get your feedback and learn what you think uh, the negatives are for using these platforms uh, or these teaching platforms for pools. Uh, again, you can also uh, fill out the survey if you want at swimminglessonsideas.com. I'd love to hear from you. All right, so benefits of the swimming teaching platforms. The number one benefit for these platforms is that it lets participants stand in water uh, that they would not normally able to stand in and have a lesson. So it lets us get swimmers standing in chest deep or belly deep water in a pool that would not normally accommodate that. So if your pool doesn't have a zero depth, which is kind of like a beach, it simulates a beach kind of beachfront, like zero to deeper, gradual decline or incline I guess um, then you can use these benches to simulate a shallower pool and it's and we want that shallower pool so they can stand with their head above water without worrying about them falling off or letting go of the wall or being terrified and we kind of give them a safe place in the pool for them to participate so that's number one and that and that's the the best part of it uh, number two, uh, it gives a home base for your lesson, or it lets your participants have their own little class area. You can define their class as the bench so or the platform. So wherever in the pool that platform sits, that's their class area. And it's a very physical manifestation of where their class is. And if it's always in the same place, it gives swimmers this kind of ancillary secondary sideways type of comfort because they know that platform is my platform every week when they show up so for beginning swimmers it kind of it establishes a routine which is fantastic because it adds to their comfort level and for beginners it also gives them a clear visible indication of where their class is going to be and it, and it makes it you know, very clear expectations so that's number two that's that's a great reason for why you should use them and thirdly, uh, you can use multiple platforms to create, uh, a, I don't know what you want to call it, like a back and forth area. So you can put, we have the three-sided ones, you can have these two platforms facing each other, probably about three feet apart, and then they can do their glides from one platform to the other. So it gives a challenge, because there's that no platform area in between, and the instructor will stand there and guard it and make sure that they're doing it correctly but then they can jump back and forth and they can experiment at a high volume moving back and forth between the platforms and what we're doing here is we're teaching them how to swim by enabling them a safe it's always a safe area but a safer feeling area where they can do their glide over the 
dangerous part where the platforms aren't and get to the next platform, which is a safe area, which is they're comfortable with, which they are already on. So they can go back and forth. And we use the rotation method. And you can see the rotation method in the professional swim lesson package that's on sale at swimminglessonsideas.com. You can get that in the swim lesson plans link at the top of the page. And in the professional package, there is the short distance cheat sheet, which tells you you can use this for your swim lessons and for the platform specifically. You can use the rotation method that's outlined in the guide there on how to Mm -hmm. use these two platforms and keep the kids moving in a constant motion and then constantly be giving feedback. And if you know anything about learning, And gaining mastery about something, you know that the best way to learn is to repeatedly attempt something with an expert's feedback guiding you along the way. And that's ideally what your swim lessons are. The the instructors are guiding the swimmers expertly, repeatedly, and after every opportunity. So giving positives and giving negatives and feedback on how to improve. Uh, So, uh, and so... Lastly, a benefit for the, the uh, swim platforms is that they are an excellent tool to aid in teaching. And I just kind of outlined some information about it there, um, about what that is. Uh, and, and honestly, I think they're one of the best tools that you can use. If you're going to have a program, I think that the platforms themselves are the best thing you can do. Uh, If you're looking to supplement your platforms, to supplement your programs with toys and other equipment, we do have a post at swimminglessonsideas.com. It is swimming games or swimming toys and the games to play them with. Uh, You can find that link. uh, I think it's about halfway down the homepage. So swimminglessonsideas.com. And there's a huge post there that outlines all the essential toys that you need for your program and the games that you can play with each toy. So it's an excellent post. Uh, Hopefully you can use that to give you a guide on if you don't have any toys or give you ideas on what toys to use. Uh, But if you don't have any of that, highly recommend you get these platforms or you build your own. I would love to hear from you what your thoughts are on these platforms. Do you use them in your program? If you do, how big is it? Did you buy it online? Did you buy it through a vendor? Uh, Or did you make your own? And if you made your own, where did you get the specs? Where did you get the dimensions? And what kind of material did you use? Uh, We used, I think it was a high-density, rigid, clear plastic for the base, for the, the actual platform itself. And then we used PVC pipe and the epoxy for the guardrails and the support and the kind of the structure of the platform. Uh, I'd love to hear your thoughts on other options or varieties of these platforms. How do you use them in your lessons? Uh, Do you designate one for each class? How many do you have in your classes? We have four. We have a smaller pool. Uh, So that kind of limits our classes to four, five, or six if we have a no-platform class. so what do you use? How do you use it? Send me an email, jswim at swimmingideas.com uh, or jswim at swimminglessonsideas.com or just 
uh, comment. Give us a comment on the show notes. Uh, we have the podcast link at swimminglessonsideas.com. Comment in the comments. I'd love to hear back from you. Or uh, give us a shout-out on Twitter, at Swimming Ideas. We also have a Facebook page, swimminglessonsideas.com. But I'd love to hear back from you. You know, uh, Send me a message on Twitter, at Swimming Ideas. Or send me an email, jswim at swimminglessonsideas.com. Would love to hear your opinion. Next episode we're going to have for Swimming Lessons Ideas podcast number eight, we will be talking about how children perceive swim lessons. What are they thinking on that first class? Look forward to hearing from you.